Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Value Line Observer, brought to you by the Value Guys. I'm Vern Value. And I'm Val Hughes. And we're 20-year Wall Street veterans that have taken on secret identities, adopted disguises, changed our voices so that we can stay employed, frankly, um, because our bosses would never allow us to bring you our unfiltered views on stocks every week. Uh, when we get together and look for ideas in that week's Value Line Investment Survey, this week we're looking at the issue dated August 1st, 2008, even though... It's not even August yet. Well, we're doing the show about early that. again this week. Uh, and we be, but before problems. we do that, before we do that, we want to remind you that this is for entertainment purposes only, and we may own all the stocks that we talk or we're talking about, or have other conflicts of interest. Um, and um, it, we don't it, know if, anything about. And if these one of those is interests sometimes. is your interest, um, you know, don't hold us responsible because we often don't know anything about what we're talking about. We're just trying to have a little bit of fun. Um, please visit our website to learn more about us. Uh, and read lots more very important legal caveats, uh, www.thevalueguys.com. Actually, there's information about our backgrounds and why we're qualified to do this. And well, like resumes that. and photos. And, and photos. Yeah, you'll want to go there for the photos. In the second half of the show, I'm going to come back and talk about, uh, I mean, in a uh, very difficult uh, economic environment, I'm going to lean on the grocery industry. And I've got a, another one that looks very topical. What? The difficult? grocery industry. What? Difficult economy. It economic is. times. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Wait till wait till Unemployment winter. Unemployment rate is still quite a bit below. Wait uh, till winter averages. gets here. Wait till winter gets here, and everybody in the Northeast has to buy heating oil. That wait, is going to be. A wait problem. till everybody has to pay a heating bill. Period. North of you know the Ohio River or whatever. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, but before we do that, before I go in the second half, yeah. okay. At first, where I'm going to turn it over to that mobile money maker himself. Mobile money maker values. Thanks, Vern. Listen, every stock I've got a list up on the site. Val's best picks. Everything's down. It's been a terrible year for value. Uh, down in the you know over twenty percent in the value. Uh, many of the indices, including the Russell two thousand value. So, it's one of the three or four worst twelve month periods in the history of value. And uh, each time that's happened, the, the, those same stocks are up thirty to fifty percent over the next opportunity uh, twelve to eighteen months. Yeah, and so you have to try to step back from the fear and the emotion and look at earnings yields and things like that. Uh, and so that's what I've done this week. And uh, and you know I've also had to dip into the uh, food area, Vern, because of just you know. Well, food's going to be pretty stable. It's on you know the Maslow hierarchy chart. That's what you got to be looking I, at. You know, in California, I think they're trying to pass a law now that you can't have as much food as you'd like. That's true because it adds to the health care expense. Well, it, it, it's bad for the taxpayer, evidently. And I just want to say, Vern, you know, thanks. It's going. They're so lucky in California that they have a few people who are so smart that they know what everybody else should do for their own good. Well, it's not just their good, though, Vern. It's the taxpayer uh, paying for their health care. You know, when they're ill because of their uh, their weight. Yeah, I did. No, I didn't chew on it. Uh, I want to say, uh, just warn the listeners, I'm not as well prepared as I'd like to be this week. I had some logistics issues. I haven't been able to uh, enjoy my typical beverage that I'd like, so I'm a little cranky about that. Um, and I don't want to get into right Yeah, I know, but I just, I, it's, whatever. It's, I'm not able to drink it fast enough, and now the show's on. And that is pretty good. Uh, but in these difficult times... I need to rely on some entrenched trends. I need to rely on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And I like earnings yields. So what can I tell you? There's some banks this uh, this week that I didn't really care for, educational services. Now, there is a case to be made for the industry, people who 
<clears throat> are unemployed uh, are going to, you know, perhaps advance their education. But the problem with the unemployment rate is it's not that high, frankly, compared to past times. Of, now, we've got some, you know, quarters ahead, and maybe that'll change. Who knows? But right now, the economy really is not as bad as the well, pundits would have you believe. it's definitely going to change later this year. We just had the announcement that General Motors is going to cut 15% of its salaried workforce in the U.S. and Canada. And it, it may be old news at this point, but I'll remind everybody that United and American, at a minimum, maybe more of the U.S. airline industry, is going to take out more than 10% of capacity in the fourth quarter this year. They're not. It, that doesn't mean that they're going to put more uh, stewards and stewardesses on on the flights that are still flying. It means that those people will be out of work. Well, in order to raise price in a period of rising raw material costs, you got to move the supply curve. Yeah. And those of you that have studied this, to move the supply curve, what you can do is cut capacity, and that's what a lot of industries are doing. Uh, anyway, let's get right into it, okay? This week, I've got... Before uh, you start crying. Yeah, well, I, I also, I guess I want to weigh in on something. Okay. You know, the market, I made the point a few weeks ago, that the market was down, you could almost justify at least half of the decline in terms of just people worrying about the capital gains tax rate going from 15% to 28 or 30%. And if you work out the math on that, it, it works out pretty well. And as Obama's probability of winning goes up, the market goes down with that type of scenario more likely. Um, and now going after, you know, the Social Security tax over 250000 now that's a lot of money, but... You know, where did they think that money was going before? It wasn't going into groceries. It was going into the stock market. So when you start talking about doing that, that's money directly that's coming out of the stock market. And now you got John McCain talking about perhaps taxes being on the table. They used to be off the table. What happened? Did the later, table get bigger? Uh, later today he said that he didn't mean to say that tax increases. Did he say that today? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He said no new taxes. Okay, because I was getting a haircut during that, evidently. Okay, good. Well, that's good, because I think the market, a lot of the decline in the market can be justified on the simple basis of lower after-tax proceeds from the value of your underlying uh, securities, and that's alarming. So, presidential candidates, if you're listeners, don't raise the taxes, okay? Uh, people that pay taxes hire everybody. Okay, uh, enough of the editorial. Let me get right into it. Page 1491, a fresh Del Monte, ticker FDP. Now, I know I've talked about this before, and my main theme on fresh Del Monte is simply this. There's more people, they have more wealth, more per capita wealth, and they're going to have more fresh food because if you know anything, you know that scurvy is bad. So... As not to keep after this, but China, India, these giant middle classes that are emerging, they want fresh food. And for some reason, Del Monte, you know, they've got a little bit of a lock. When you think pineapple, you think Del Monte, I think even in China. So um, now the stock's down. No, and I think Dole. Okay, well, good for you. Um, stock's at 25, according to that. I'm not alone in this. No, they, they don't have. people think Dole. They don't have 100% share. If that's your point, Vern, of course, they have competitors like every business does. It's not a government. Okay? Del Monte makes me think of beans. Well, Del Monte, if you think about their uh, logo, there's pineapples in it. Uh, they have beans as well, but let me just let me get on with my story here. The stock says eight times earnings. The last time anyone saw eight times earnings, it was the 70s, and Jimmy Carter was the president, and we know things got very much better after that. <laughs> 
So that could be coming ahead, right? <laughs> it kind of had to. Yeah, well, okay. Uh, the gross cash flow, according to Value Line, in 08, 450 a share, and in 09, 475 a share, stock at 25. So that's five or six times. Even if you're making a mistake, you've got a lot of margin there on the air part. Cap spending, I mean, what are they inventing? New fruits? Probably not, okay? They spend a buck seventy-five. Well, they might be spending more and okay. more on food safety uh, and yeah, security. Okay. Yeah, that's no. so, okay. Yeah, thanks Good for problem. weighing in on that. That's so important. <laughs> um, now, after CapEx, they got three bucks a share in some kind of free cash flow. Oh. And the stock's at 25, so that's less than 10 times. It's eight times. And I might look at that as some type of 12% return on equity. Plus, you're going to get a little bit of growth here. According to Value Line, 16% earnings growth. Now, even if I tell you I don't believe that, Value Line, that's too high, uh, they're going to get population growth for sure, plus a little bit of market share gain from the wealthy who want fruits instead of, you know, I don't know, gruel or whatever they were eating instead. Uh, and uh, they'll get, they got their piece of that. It says here they've just opened a big new plant in the Middle East. Well, where better to put our petrol dollars than into fruits and vegetables for the uh, the Middle East. And they've spent quite a bit of money doing that. They've been on the ground there just a couple of years, so they're apt to be gaining a lot of share there as uh, as that part of the world tries to improve their diet from I whatever they're eating now. something wrong with this. I, I looked at this. Yeah, well, look, one of the things that's wrong with it well, is you know the what? volatility. I, I, I looked at the price, and it, 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 it doesn't look, compared with its uh, historical valuations, it doesn't look all that cheap. Well... I would agree with that, but I'll tell you, in my opinion, this thing deserves a higher multiple because they've got two things. They've got brand, and yeah, Dole has brand too, but I don't. Are you talking about Dole this week? No. No, I'm okay. not talking about okay. pineapples. Okay, fine. So these guys uh, not only have brand, are you but they're serving. Can a I large share please? Of their revenue or something? No, I'm not telling you that. I'm not telling you that. Excuse Maybe when me? you listen to the show later, you'll know what I was telling I'll you. Take notes. What I'm telling you is this thing is cheap as hell. It's five to six times gross, eight times free. They've got brand, and fruits and vegetables are gaining share in the wealthy, and wealthy is gaining share in the world if we don't tax it all away. Uh, according to Value Line, their prospects look bright. Uh, they're planning to do some acquisitions. They're uh, just 15% debt to cap, which I like, a good balance sheet. They don't have a ton of cash. Uh, but they're putting up 12% returns on capital, uh, 13% on equity. So they could lever up a little bit. They could probably do an acquisition. And uh, at their multiple, it might be tough to be accretive. But uh, they probably could find some way to expand their distribution or something through some deal, and that may be coming. Anyway, this is worth a look. It's cheap on earnings, brand, growth, Fresh Del Monte, FDP. Okay. How much time do I have, Vern? Oh, about 30 seconds. All right, great. Hershey. H-S-Y. Done yet? Uh, no, I'm not. Okay. H-S-Y. Now, if you pull up our uh, XML code into um, Internet Explorer, you'll see all our shows laid out by ticker. I know I've done Hershey before, mm -hmm. and I probably did, did a better job then than I'm going to do now because I'm sleepy and I'm hungry and I have a lot of issues, ladies and gentlemen. But the reason I'm doing it is, again, my theme, these guys have a super brand, Hershey, 
okay? They're not utilizing it very well. They're spending just 2.5% of sales on advertising. The average company spends 5 and someone like this that's largely brand and can extend the brand should be spending at least 5 maybe 6 7 and I think that, uh, you know, they're apt to move in that direction. The board here made a mistake a few years ago, and I think it weighs on them. They turned away a deal from Wrigley. Wrigley ended up getting bought later at a higher price than that would have been implied by the stock that Hershey would have got. It was a big fumble. So they're under the gun to try to improve the business, and maybe they'll end up selling to someone. But the stock's gone just down since they backed away from that deal, and yet sales have gone up. Uh, margin is flattish, but that can probably be improved. They have bought a little bit of stock with free cash, and they're putting up a 23% return on capital. They lever that a little bit, and they're putting up 50% on equity. So that seems uh, very high to me, and it tells me there's something good going on with the brand and how much money it takes to support the brand. Um, they can certainly afford more with those types of returns. Their operating margin is 20%. Again, that says proprietary, but I don't think it's the product itself that's proprietary. I think it's the brand, the brand name, and they should be doing more with it. And I think ultimately there's going to be new owners here that are going to do something with it, and there's a lot of upside from that point. The valuation isn't as cheap as I'd like, but that's simply because the margin is lower than it should be. And will rise with you know new owners or a new bit of yield there too. You get three percent, but it's eleven times gross cash flow, fourteen times free. But I think the margin's too low, and either uh, you know uh, a smarter current management team or a new management team is going to improve the margin, and maybe the advertising budget going up will help uh, just drive sales. They have introduced a couple of new products. At the premium end. <laughs> just chocolate in a different shape or well, something? Well, no, just some brands they're willing to put some money behind. I don't know anything about it. Bliss, which I don't know much about oh, that product. I think I've seen the product. And actually. Starbucks, which, uh, you know, I don't know if them, you know, piggybacking on another brand is something that's proprietary about their brand. I'm going to just assume that's a quick way to make money and they're not going to keep doing that. But, uh, you know... What else do I have here? Really, it's an argument that they're going to put more money in advertising. The ROI is high, can afford it, and they'll grow sales with more advertising and better utilize the brand name. HSY, page 1496. And then finally, my most controversial uh, issue of the evening, Pilgrim's Pride, PPC. Now, uh, I own this one. We own it in the shop. And you may have Ouch. heard me talked about, well, uh, we bought it just recently, Vern. Oh, Don't feel too bad. Yeah. We owned Sanderson a few years ago and did very well with that when there was that chicken scare around. So we did a lot of work on chicken in the shop. And my theme on chicken. Now, why is the stock down? I'll tell you. It's gone from 41 to 15. So it's it a little bit beat up. To raise a chicken, yeah, right? it costs more to raise a chicken. But Fuel price. It eventually equalize out with pricing. Well, uh, here's the interesting thing, Vern, because you're really on to something <clears throat> with that probing question that you just asked me. Chicken has a couple of giant advantages over other foods. And one is that it's got a short cycle of getting new chickens. You can control the supply curve here pretty readily. It's about a six to eight week cycle, whereas hogs and cattle, things like that, they take quite a bit longer to grow. Uh, and so if, you're, if you've got overcapacity here or pricing's not where you want it, you can adjust. They are the largest producer, I think, let's see here, according to the value line, yeah, one of the largest, so maybe they're the second largest of chicken, and so they have an opportunity to control uh, the supply curve here a little bit by just cutting capacity. Now, one of the advantages of Sanderson 
now it's priced because of this, is that they have quite a bit less capacity. So when pilgrims or, uh, uh, you know, they're the, the, the other guys in the business, I'm, the name's escaping me right now, um, cut, you know, cut capacity to cut price or raise price, rather, um, Sanderson was able to sort of fly under that umbrella and improve or increase their capacity while prices were rising due to the cut capacity of the competitors. Um, in this case, um, they're not going to have that edge, but it's it's priced, uh, uh, you know, as if they don't need it here. It's selling at uh, three times gross cash flow, uh, the the 09 estimate, and uh, about uh, four times free cash flow. Now, they are losing money this year. Fuel costs uh, have gone up a lot. Uh, the price of corn has gone up a lot. Both of those raise, raise uh, their costs a lot. And, uh, you know, there is a little backlash going on against ethanol right now, and maybe that's going to, you know, help uh, eliminate those subsidies, which would be the best thing, let the free market control here. But well, meantime... Don't they eat corn? Well, they eat corn, but here's the point I want to well, make. corn prices are down like 20%. Well, sequentially, but they're still up a lot from where they were last year. Oh, yeah, but yeah. they're going the right way. Yeah, they are. Uh, well, here's the point, the other point I want to make, and I'm rambling a little bit. Cows, I think it takes about eight pounds of grain to make a pound of cow. It takes six pounds of grain to make a pound of uh, pork. It takes just four pounds of grain to make a pound of chicken. So it's the most efficient meat, most efficient protein there is. And so even while uh, they're getting pressure on costs, the uh, competitors to the protein market are seeing more pressure. And so they should certainly be able to get price increases as people are driven to you know to, uh, to to their product, which is a better value, um, the returns on capital here are lower than I'd like. They're running in high single digits. They lever that a little bit. Now this is all forecast for '09 because '08 they're going to lose money big time. They're going to lose a lot of money. Now looking back over 15 years, this has really never happened before, and I think it was due to the somewhat shocking impact of a couple of things, but primarily the rising cost of fuel and the rising cost of corn as a result of more acreage being planted to sell into ethanol. That was kind of an unusual combination of problems that will likely not be repeated. Uh, but uh, due to the short supply curve cycle, they should be back to earning really strong money next year. It's very volatile, and the stock is down um, you know, even though their sales per share continue to rise, it's just a margin issue and a cost issue, and that should work its way out. Uh, it is a commodity. I normally don't like commodities because you don't have control over the price, but in this case, they really do. They're a big factor in the supply curve themselves, and so they have about a six- to eight-week cycle to, to fix it their way. I like that a lot. They're levered about 55% to one uh, debt-to-cap. And according to Value Line, they're going to grow earnings at 17%. That's a lot of margin recovery. They're actually probably grow the top line closer. Well, you said to, they're going to lose money, so there's you know yeah, what's, right. what's the growth rate? Top easy. line is sort of an 8% number. That's uh, population growth and a little share gain. I see Value Line rates at five. Yeah. So this one a little gamey, if I can use that pun, but I think you'll be rewarded. This stock easily goes back to 41 at some point and probably higher because the secular trend is more sales and more earnings. Pilgrim's Pride. Ticker PPC, page 1503. And, Vern, that's all I have this week. Thank, Thank you. you. Beverage break? Uh, beverage break. Very nice. Thank you. And now with a lot of ado, because Vern has supplied the beverages this week, uh, Vern Value. Vern, I don't have any alliteration or anything like that. Thank you. Okay. I, none needed. Take it away. Thank you. 
Uh, my first stock this week is something that I've never heard of before. Have you ever heard of this company? Zoran? <clears throat> Zoran? No, Zoran? is that an Adam Sandler movie? I, I figure that uh, it must be really, really tough to uh, to work there because as soon as that movie came out, they, they must have to, you know, if you work there, you must endure all kinds of constant I'm sure. bad jokes and puns and whatnot. But uh, symbol is Z-R-A-N, value line rates at three. And they say that the business is that they uh, that Zoran develops and markets integrated circuits, integrated circuit cores, and embedded software that are used by OEMs in digital video and audio products for commercial and consumer markets, including DVD players, digital cameras, and digital audio systems. Um, and from what I can tell, um, remote controls may be an element of the business. Um, but in any event, they make uh, they make some. I don't know, Vern. I can't help you on things. that. And I I don't either, really. But I like the ten year history here on the revenue line. It's nothing but up every year and at fairly significant growth rates to a half a billion dollar business last year. Um, there was an acquisition in two thousand and an acquisition in '03. Um, so. You know, would there have been organic growth without it? I don't really know, but it sort of looks like there probably was. Um, we've got, you know, Fidelity owns 10%, Axe owns 10%, Dimensional 5 or 6 uh, and the stock's been crushed. The uh, value line report has a $10 price on it, down from 22 in January, uh, close to $30 two years ago. And, I, I mean, a history of trading between 10 and 30 for the last six years, ever since um, the original bubble burst. Um, and um, it turns out the stocks actually closed today uh, just a little above 8. They, well, they reported their quarter. They must be losing important customers. Or they, something. they reported their quarter, and um, the top line, instead of value line, was looking for $130 million, was 128.7, down a little bit year to year. Um, and they cut. Uh, value Line was looking for a seasonal pickup in shipments in the second half of the year, and so strengthening comparisons with the idea that their DVD business always has a strong uh, September and then December quarter on the back of you know buying Christmas presents and holiday gifts and, and whatnot. Uh, and their uh, the company's forecast for the third quarter is basically flat to down sequentially with no seasonal pickup. So I was looking at their press release, and 33% of the business... Press it, release, Vern? Yeah, from That's the a lot of earnings extra release. What? 33% of their business apparently goes into the camera market, and I guess it's up. Are big, we supposed to start doing more work on these? No, we're not doing... What? No, well, why not, are we looking just, at the press release? Because the stock was down so much, Jeez. I had to see why. You did? That's a lot of advanced And, and this work. is an interesting company because they, they summarize their revenue breakdown right in the text of the release. Uh, more than a quarter of the business is uh, digital TV products, and that was up more than a third. 7% of the business is in cellular handset. That was up almost 30%. 15% is in printer technology products. They have a brand-new product on the market for inkjet all-in-one uh, and direct connect photo printers. So I think that business is doing okay. 15% of the company is DVD, and I guess it's just getting crushed. Blu-ray hasn't really taken off, and traditional has gone, to has been totally commoditized, right? So they're gonna. They're, they they that must be a very profitable legacy business. Meanwhile, some of this other stuff they're just launching, 
these products for the printer market right now, and they made an acquisition, so they have their costs up with no revenue. But the acquisition, the business they paid $28 million for, has some kind of patented technology for what's called video frame rate conversion and image enhancement capabilities that are important to flat panel TVs and other consumer electronic video products. So I, I'm just stuck on the fact that this company has been a uh, leading player and has benefited from the rapid development over time of digital video yeah, products. Yeah, but they don't make any money. Oh, but they returns they have, are all oh, yeah, low. The returns are, oh, sure, they're relatively low, but they have this fairly uh, strong pattern over the last five years of the stock crashing every uh, every two years or so to some kind of a low in the mid-teens or lower, and then getting back to mid-twenties level within eighteen months thereafter. Yeah. And so I'm just going to bet that they can pull that hmm. off again. Listen to the valuation, though. I mean, yeah, they're not going to make any money this year. I guess that's their new forecast instead of the $0.65 cents that ValueLine said they were going to earn. These guys are just scrambling I'll, for clients. I'll assume probably. cash flow is neutral, okay? And and maybe we get some, some recovery next year on the back of these new products. I, it, like I said, they have big growth in in most of their products. If if DVD is 15% of the business and it's down two-thirds, well, guess what? It's only 5% of the company now, and it can hardly hurt you going forward. They have three over three hundred million dollars of cash on their balance sheet at the end of March, no debt. Fifty well, million, I do like that. Fifty million shares outstanding. That's six dollars a share in free cash. Stock at eight. So the company's the enterprise value is like one hundred and twenty million at this point. Um, I'm sorry, the enterprise value is uh, yeah about a, about one hundred and twenty million because of all this cash. And it looks like the sort of sustainable, you ought to be able to count on it unless they're going out of business, is maybe $30 million of EBITDA. It's like four times the normalized number at this kind of a price. I, it, they announced a $100 million. Well, they probably million don't dollars. have any annuities. They, they just gonna, have projects. They, in, in March, they announced they were going to spend $100 million on share buyback. At $8 a share, you could buy 12 million shares or roughly a quarter of the shares that are outstanding yeah. right well, now. So... There's some real interesting financial engineering opportunities, if nothing else, at something called Zoran that I don't – I'm not even sure what they do, to tell you the truth. But take yeah. a look at it. Okay. So now All I've got right. it. So now i got the two grocers that I, you know, I like to think that I do know something about because and I've often been shopper. in a grocery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My whole right. life I've been studying I actually – I covered grocers at one time. I've, I've recommended this stock in the past. Uh, it's uh, Ingalls Markets. The symbol, for reasons that are completely beyond me, are is I M K T A. Um, Ingalls Market Class A, I guess, is what it's supposed to be. Um, there you go. Recently, twenty five dollars. This is a regional uh, supermarket operator. Uh, almost two hundred supermarkets in six states. Um, Seventy five of the stores are in Georgia. Sixty four and thirty five in North and South Carolina. So about 100 in the Carolinas, 75 in Georgia, and then they have a few in a couple other Do states. Do people eat in those states, Fern? Or? Of course they do. Okay, good. They also operate 74 shopping centers, all of which, all but 19 have an Ingalls in them. So uh, what is that? About 55 of them have Ingalls. So Ingalls owns the uh, um, shopping center that a quarter of their stores are in. In, in addition to just having straight grocery, they offer general merchandise, health and beauty care products, books, DVDs. They have a big flower department, bakery products, prepared foods, 
Um, in other words, they're trying to offer the full suite of products that the major national chains offer. Forty-six stores have pharmacies. Thirty-six value line says in the description, but in the write-up now, forty-nine of the stores have gas stations. Eight percent return on capital. And I can tell you, these uh, this company is located in primarily rural areas and around small towns and small cities in these states. Um, it, it, these are the kinds of places where. Uh, you know, the the high cost of gas is really hurting people because they have to travel further to go somewhere. To be able to go to one place that will have everything you really need, the local English. Could be edge. Could which be might, edge. might be the nicest grocer for uh, quite some, you know, distance. Um, I think it, it represents an edge. And um, they're in very respectable gross margins for the grocery business, around 26%. Um, cash flow per share value lines looking at $5, stock at 25 five times gross. They don't have a... Uh, they don't have a capital spending number. This year, according to Value Line, they're going to spend $200 million, though. It's like $8 a share, huge number. Um, most of it on remodel and um, uh, replacing older units, so things that will turn into accelerated revenue growth in 2009 and 2010. At the same time, your capital spending goes down substantially. So you've got an opportunity to outperform on the earnings line. You get a major rebound in free cash flow. In a relatively stable business today, I can buy it for around six times EBITDA. I, I, I it, you know, it's it's down, what about down what about Vern? Yeah. What about Sam's? Club what about Sam's and the giant Walmart no, they're supermarkets? Not in, I think they're not in. Well, the they're coming. There. Are in. They're coming. Well, then maybe it's not a good idea. I don't know. I don't either. I don't know if it is. But we never promised anyone that you we really did so, knew what Vern. I know. I what? Didn't yes, tell you have absolutely. <laughs> And no claims is my expertise in right. uh, picking grocery stocks. Okay. I know, I, I'm I know a good grocery right. store. But, good, good. Um, and the other one is Whole Foods, which a lot of you may have been following this saga. Um, the stock recently about $22. Uh, all-time high was basically 80 okay, about three this years This is where ago. the guy was blogging, the uh, CEO was blogging. In support uh, of his, uh, his, his brand. plan to uh, acquire Wild Oats. Can you imagine a guy going out over the air with a pseudo name <laughs> into a blog or what have you? Never That's heard of such blasphemous. A thing. I can't imagine. Um, and um, so they they took on what seven hundred million of debt, I guess, to buy Wild Oats, which is uh, about forty uh, percent of the size they are, or something like that. And uh, the FTC has fought this tooth and nail as representing too high a concentration in the, like, natural and organic food supermarket industry. Yeah, well, meantime, Kroger just adds two aisles with that same stuff, you know, and Walmart, now there's a new Safeway, competitor. Everybody's right, doing ridiculous. it, right? But Whole Foods is selling, <clears throat> excuse me, more than uh, just that kind of food. It's also destination shopping. Most of their locations are in more affluent areas around large urban centers. Um, and um, I, I think they can adopt their merchandising and their product mix and, uh, you know, at least sustain margins where they're at. If not, get them back to levels where they used to be. The uh, the gross margins in this business, much higher in the high 30s, 37%. They're down a couple points from their highs. Well, and they used to do a decent return on <clears throat> capital, but now even that's coming you know, down. Teens. Well, but you took on all this debt, and over time you would repay it with the excess earnings that you're driven off of the combined businesses. In the short term, though, they've had some cannibalization. They have two things going on. Some of their... Um, uh, some of their acquisitions are close to each other. So this was part of the foundation of the FTC objection. 
which means that I get some cannibalization, especially as I reinvest in the wild oats stores and kind of bring up their uh, um, their appearance and, and experience up to the whole foods uh, uh, level. So uh, there's some short-term pressure, I think, on results that can probably be relieved. Um, Value line it makes a mistake here. They say less than 1% debt to cap, although they show the debt number. If you do the math, you'll find they're about 33% debt to cap. So made a big acquisition, creates a lot of opportunity for them, yet balance sheet still very moderately leveraged. Uh, enterprise value eight times EBITDA now with the collapse in the stock price, yielding over 3.5% as well. And not obvious to me that there'd be any reason to uh, uh, think that the dividend's under any kind of pressure. Uh, I mean, the yield uh, clearly a function of uh, the collapsed stock price. So I take advantage of it personally. Now, today, or yesterday, what? I guess, the uh, U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia in a split decision reversed the denial of the FTC's request for an injunction. You're pulling a lot up of news on these stocks? It was actually Bert? an 8K filing. But, well, what, uh, what, what in the world are you doing? Are you raising the bar? No, I just went to, I saw that the stock Please. price had changed a lot on Zoran, so I checked Whole Foods, and there but were all these headlines. How much work do we need, to, how much homework do we need to do work. for the show? I just happened to find that the, the, where the, it had been decided that the FTC had no case, now the FTC suit is apparently being reinstated, and so there's some threat that they would have to unwind this after, as you point out, every major chain is you know launching all kinds of competitive products throughout their stores. Um, I got a kick out of the uh, the press release that Whole Foods issued. They report on what happened. Uh, in our view, uh, you know that you know this. Did you uh, read the press release of the competitors? And then here's the here's the uh, here's what I like. Because the last line of their the last really paragraph of their release is. Uh, we await the U.S. District Court's response so this issue can be resolved. Meanwhile, it's business as usual. We will continue to satisfy and delight our shoppers with our unparalleled selection and outstanding customer service. This is in their document that they filed with the SEC about their litigation with the FTC. I, I just thought it was uh, a kind of a nice little shot there that they were giving the, uh, the authorities. Uh, huh. So WFMI, Whole Foods, take a look at that. It's been crushed. Zoran's been crushed. Ingalls Markets, maybe a little more uh, safer name. I'm going to say my favorite idea. Ooh, ooh, tough. Um, I'm going to go with with Zoran, which is, you know, That's at $2 crazy, net of cash. That's crazy. I don't even know what it is. Why are you pulling up news releases on, you know, on, on which one did you what, do? What, what, what? But not Zoran. The, it's, it's the risky one. You've got news releases on Whole Foods, but not Zoran. Zoran. Listen, I, ladies and I gentlemen, the, I have I, no news releases. <laughs> I'm just going by what's in Value Line. I refuse <clears throat> to have my bar raised here. By no, Vern. you commonly favorite, check the stock prices. No, I did not tonight, though. I did quite a bit less work than usual. But even with that, Hershey, great brand, <clears throat> HSY. That's my favorite this week, page 1496. We'll see you next week, everybody.